day will be permanent in Jesus' name. I say happy Thanksgiving to everyone present here today. Psalm 136 verse 1. Psalm 136 verse 1. Psalm 136 verse 1. See, passage we all know very well. Psalm 136 verse 1. It says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And the topic of my short discussion with us this morning is, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. And the Lord here, the Lord in this passage, is the covenant name Jehovah. Which means the existing one who reveals himself. Remember, brethren, that when the Lord created the heavens and the earth, the Bible makes us to understand that the heavens were made for the earth. You know, when we study geography at school, they talk of the solar system. Everything in the solar system is for one purpose or the other in the earth. So the heavens were made for the earth. The sun, we are told that the sun is about over 90% of our solar system. Yet, it is positioned such that it just gives sufficient warmth to the earth. It is positioned such that as the earth revolves around it, there is day and night. Remember that, brethren, the earth itself was made for man. Everything on earth and in the earth was made for who? Was made for man. That's why the Bible says the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. The crown of everything that God has created on earth is man. So the earth was made for man. So, if the heavens were made for the earth, if the earth was made for man, what was man made for? The man was made for God. That's why God said, let us make man. In what? In our own image. In other words, God was saying, I need fellowship. I need companionship. I need people to worship me, not because they are being forced to worship me, but because they want to worship me. Because they choose to worship him, to, I mean, to worship him. From the inception of the world, brethren, the name Jehovah, denoting a covenant relationship, was first used in the Bible after God had made man. Before the creation of man, God was introduced as the Elohim. We know that very well. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The plurality responsible for creation, which we understand today as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. That's why he said, let us make man. Now we have a better understanding. We have a better revelation of what was happening at that point. Having brought man into creation, however, God desired a relationship with mankind. Whom he had created after his own image. And hence, the, the introduction of that name, the Lord God. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 4. 
Genesis chapter 2, verse 4. Genesis 2, 4. The Bible says, these are the generations of the heavens and the earth. When they were created, in the day the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. The time the Lord God, you will not see in the scriptures before this verse. All you will see is God did this or God did that. Before the creation of man, there was a need in creation. There was what? There was a need. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 2 verse 5. Genesis chapter 2 verse 5. Genesis 2, 5. Every plant of the field before it was in the earth, every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth. And there was what? Not a man to till the ground. So before God made man, there was a need in the earth. And this is very important, brethren. Before God created any one of us, there was what? There was a need. God created you to meet a need. That's what is called destiny. God created you to fulfill a purpose. God created you to, to do something that his name may be glorified. And this relationship we're talking about started with the breath of God in man. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. The Bible says, the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living soul. So man was different from every other creation because man carries the breath of God. Tell somebody I carry the breath of God. And that's very important. That's very important. That's why the devil is not afraid of any man that does not know his authority. But the moment you know who you are, the devil is afraid of you. Because God rightly said that he can only bruise your heels. He can only scratch your heels. Why? Because your, your leg is upon, upon where? Upon his head. Because your leg is upon his head. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 15, the Bible says the Lord God took man. And put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Remember, I said earlier on that every man, everyone that God has created, is created for a purpose with an assignment from on high. Tell somebody I have an assignment. And, brethren, this is very important. No man was created to be idle. When I say no man, I, I'm, I'm sure we understand I'm, I'm referring to what? Man and woman. No man was created to be idle. No one was created to be idle. You were created to be gainfully employed. You were created, when I say gainfully employed, I don't mean that you have to be employed by somebody. But to be doing something that will achieve divine purpose. Amen? Every one of us was created to achieve a divine purpose. And the challenge for you and I, we must find our purpose and fulfill it. That's what he find your purpose and fulfill it. This is the design of God for mankind from the beginning. You know, when God was talking to Jeremiah, when God called him and said, I have a ministry for you. Jeremiah said, I cannot talk. I am a child. He gave all the excuses in the book. 
Similar to the excuses of Moses. What did God say in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5? Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. He said, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. God is telling someone here today, you are so full of your inadequacies. That you are always sitting down thinking of why you cannot do it. But God is saying, before I formed you, I did what? I knew you. He said, before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you. I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. God has an assignment for you. And this assignment is not starting today. It's one he has prepared even before he formed you. Remember, uh, a few weeks ago, we were looking at that Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. That says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. The Spirit of the Lord was moving upon the waters. And then, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. But God already created the heavens and the earth before he started speaking. He already knew what he was going to create. Before you were born, before you came forth, God had a design for you. God had a plan for you. God had a purpose for you. God created you to fulfill that purpose. And you will fulfill it in Jesus' name. Amen. I thought you will fulfill it in Jesus' name. The Bible makes us to understand. You know, when we are talking about the fact that the heavens was created for the earth, the earth was created for man, man was created for God's pleasure. In Isaiah chapter 43 verse 7. Isaiah 43 verse 7. Isaiah 43. He said, even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him. Yeah, I have made him. Who is God talking to here today? Is there anyone here that God has created for his glory? He said, I have created you for, tell somebody, God has created me for his glory. Now, what does that mean? It means everything in my life must do what? Must glorify God. It means whatever is happening in my life that does not give glory to God, I must begin to ask God, Father, this is not what you created me for. You will fulfill purpose. Amen. You will fulfill destiny. Amen. So you are found for his glory. The next thing you must realize is Isaiah 43 verse 21. You were formed to show forth his praise. You were formed to do what? Show forth his praise. Isaiah 43 verse 21. He said, these people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. You will show forth his praise. I said, you will show forth his praise. I believe it's Psalm 19, right? That says, the heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament does what? Psalm 19 verse 1. Can you put that up for us? Psalm 19 verse 1. What does it say? The heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament shows his handwork. Verse 2. Day unto the utter speech. Night unto night showeth knowledge. Verse 3. There is no speech, no language. Where their voice is not heard. 
God has created you for his praise. You know, well, this morning I noticed one thing. It was very windy. Did you notice that? The trees were swinging right, left, and center. They were declaring the praise of God. They were declaring the glory of God. And so when you come into God's presence at such a time like this, you need to be ready to do what? To praise him. To praise him. That's why I love that song, the choir song. I praise him with a dance. I praise him with a song. I praise him with a clap. I praise him with all that is in me. You were created to praise him. And as you continue to praise him, whatever will not result in his glory in your life will, will disappear. You know, I was listening to a man of God yesterday and he said something. He said there's something called an aura. He said some people are followed by an aura of impossibility. And you know what that means? Wherever they go, before they even talk, the person they have gone to meet has declared, I don't want to sit. What, what are you doing here? Can you please go? An aura of impossibility. If that aura is following you, today God will disappear it in Jesus' name. Amen. Maybe a better language to use. God will dissipate it in Jesus' name. Amen. The light of God will consume it in Jesus' name. Amen. This man of God shared a story. He said when he was in the university, there was a young man. He had written his final year project. It was just three or four days before they would finalize the result. But this man, with his project, whenever he went to his uh, supervisor's office, he knocked on the door. The man would say, who is here? The moment he mentioned his name, the man would start releasing curses upon him. You are a useless man. You don't know what you are doing. I don't want to see you again. One day, the boy took his project to someone else and said, please read this thing. I don't know what my supervisor is talking about. The person read it and said, uh-uh. No, I mean, there's no way anyone can improve upon this. And this man took it back to Dr. Spavisor again, and he collected it and began to underline with red pen from page one to the end and threw it back at him and said, you are not going to graduate. So the man was, <laughs> there was nothing else to do. He started crying. He was a final year student. He was in his, I mean, he had a few days to go. Everything was said, but this, this, this is, uh, project. So the man started crying. And you know, funny enough, people were now following him, and some were making jests of him. Oh. On campus, you know, at times, all this uh, shakara we are doing, like our people will say, Koti dojueni. And somebody did not say, I'm speaking in tongues. When show gets to push, you will forget all this uh, smithman that we are doing. The man began to cry, but you know, it was his cry that attracted the attention of the person that helped him. So the guy said, ah, bro, why are you crying? People were following me, making jokes of me. He said, ah. he said, he just said, I won't graduate. He said, what do you mean you won't graduate? In his, as he was crying, he was narrating his story. This brother, this uh, pastor is a man of God now. He said, he said he became, uh, what is it now? Spiritually angry. Yeah, what, the, what we call holy anger. He said, right there and then, the hunger in his stomach disappeared. And he laid his hands on that brother and began to pray. He said, receive a high dose of favor. And I pray for someone here today. Receive a high dose of favor. Amen. I said, receive a high dose of favor. Amen. I said, again, receive a high dose of favor. Amen. He said, there 
on the street, on the campus. This was in the University of Ibadan. Where some people were making fun of him, he knelt down, he prayed for him. He said, go back to that lecture. I said, ah, but I'm just coming from his office. He said, yes, go back right now. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying here until you come back. He convinced that man to go back. He went back, knocked on the door, and the director said, this was within about 20 minutes or 30 minutes. So, said, who is there? He mentioned his name. He said, oh, come in. He said, take a seat. This was the man that said, you are a failure. You will not graduate. I don't want to see you again. He said, yes. What, what can I do for you? He said, sorry, my project. He said, bring it. Okay. And then he started reading it. He said, oh, this is wonderful. Oh, this is good. He said, what are all these red lines on it? Yeah, but sir, I was here 20 minutes ago. You underlined, say me, I did this. Oh, say, I'm sorry about that. He now took a blue, a blue uh, pen. All the places he put in red, he now started ticking and he wrote approved, approved, approved. The whole page. Not only that, because it was three days to go and he had wasted this young man's time, he now called the departmental secretary. And said, this project is late, but I'm interested in it. Now, go and type it. It must be ready before so-so and so day. You see how God turned things around? Because this man received a high dose of favor, of divine favor. Because it was made plain to him that he was created to show forth. The praise of God. It became a testimony. I don't know what your situation is today. I don't know where you need a testimony. Receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. I said receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know where men have been telling you, yeah, you cannot graduate, you cannot make it, it's not possible, others are not doing it. Others may not do it. That doesn't mean you will not do it. Brethren, we are covenant people in this church. And the grace of that covenant will begin to manifest in your life in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, it will begin to manifest in your life in Jesus' name. Amen. You were formed to show forth His praise. You know what the Bible said? It said in Psalm 22, verse 3, we know that passage very well. It says, Thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. When you begin to praise Him, He draws near to you. When you begin to praise Him, He wants to show who he is in your situation, in your life. And I, today, is, we are talking about Thanksgiving, right? As you begin to praise him, as you continue to praise him, your life will manifest his glory. Amen. As you continue to praise him, there shall be a divine turnaround. Amen. As you continue to praise him, he will give you a new song. Amen. As you continue to praise him, there's a light in the horizon. And that light is dissipating that aura, that negative aura in your life. Receive that high dose of favor in Jesus' name. Amen. Every aura that surrounds you that will not glorify the name of the Lord, I scatter that now in the name of Jesus. Because our God is a consuming fire. Whatever surrounds you, whatever goes around with you, that will not glorify his name. The fire of God will consume today in the name of Jesus. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. The Lord that has created you for his praise. The Lord that has created you to show forth his glory. 
The Lord has created you to be a testimony. The Lord has created you to testify. The Lord that has created you for such a time as this. The Lord that is destroying those negative auras. Those years of impossibility. Those things have made, that men have declared, no, this cannot be done. God is saying, not only will it be done, he's saying, I will do it. Amen. I said, he's saying, I will do it. Amen. He will do it for you in Jesus' name. Amen. He will do it again. He'll do it again. God will do it again. He will do it again. Yes, he will do it again. Just take a look at where, where you are now. Where you are As he always come true for you. Is the same now as then. Don't you know God has not changed? You may not know how. You may not know when. He'll do it again. That's the word of God to someone here today. He's saying unto you, he will do it again. I say he will do it again. Amen. I say he will do it again. Amen. The amen of Brian Larry is more than that of all of us here. I said God will do it again. Amen. Receive your miracle in Jesus' name.